0: On here. There we go. Good deal. All right. It's me again. (laughs) I figured y'all didn't want to go without a little, at least a little bit of a sermon. I'll I'll be brief this morning, but I just have a couple more things that I wanted to share with you just as we celebrate today, as we kind of finish this, this special day of, of celebrating what God has done and what God's doing and, and where God is leading us and all that we've, uh, of overcome and endured together and and just the blessings in the midst of all of it. I just wanted to uh, to share a couple things uh, that God has laid on my heart this morning. I don't know if it's because it's uh, October 31st or if it's because of uh, all those orange jerseys I saw out there today and I'm thinking about my Kentucky Wildcats and next weekend or... uh, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's some of the things that we talked about today in this, uh, with the panel as far as the state of the church, but I just felt, I felt led today, uh, really, as, as I've been praying this week and, and just thinking about today, I've just felt led to say a little bit about uh, fear and, and to say a lot more about courage. Uh, that's the word that came to mind for me this week as I was praying and preparing for today and for this message, and as I read our scripture lesson for today, that was the word, Courage over and over again, this word courage. I wanna talk about that for just a few minutes this morning. Uh, as we've talked about, we've been sharing stories together of, of people whose, whose lives serve as an example of what whole life generosity is all about. People throughout the Bible, people throughout this congregation uh, who are, whose lives have been examples of, of what whole life generosity is all about. And so today I wanna to read you another story, a story from God's word uh, about a single mom and her son who embody what I'd like to call generous courage. That's what the sermon title is today, generous courage. And, and what you're gonna see as I read uh, this passage from 1 Kings chapter 17 uh, is a woman and her son who were literally down to their last loaf of bread uh, when this man of God shows up and basically asks her to share it with him. And as I thought about it this week, I thought, can you imagine the, the fear that she had to overcome? Can you imagine the, the courage that she had to muster up to honor this request from the prophet Elijah? Uh, you know, her circumstances were as scary as any story that might be told tonight uh, at Halloween parties or around the campfire, except it wasn't about make-believe ghosts and goblins, it was about real life problems. And predicaments. Times were tough for God's people, but this woman, uh, like many others like her during this time, she was unable to provide for her family. But she was presented with an opportunity, and she stepped out in faith. She she took a risk, and God provided in a powerful way. What you'll hear in the words of this story is that not only did God provide for her and her son, but God provided for Elijah through her. And her son. Last week we talked about generous conductors, and that's what this woman's life was. God, uh, blessed, uh, God used her to bless Elijah, but then God used Elijah to bless her and her family and the whole community. It's this beautiful picture of the mutual blessing that's only possible through the economy and the grace of God. See, Elijah's ministry among the people uh, in the book of 1 Kings, it sparked this revival, this, this breakthrough that began with just this humble act of obedience. This small investment that turned into a a turning point for God's people. So I want you to hear this powerful story today. If you wanna turn in your Bibles again, it's 1 Kings chapter 17. I'm gonna read from my Bible. It's also gonna be on the screen if you wanna follow along there. It's also in the the sermon notes if you're using the the church center app. But, But however you wanna hear it today, hear this, God's word for us today. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Skipping to verse 7. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Elijah, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me for what, from what you have and bring it to me. And then make some for yourself and your son. Can you imagine? For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So she went away and did as Elijah had told her. And so there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. God's word for us today. Thanks be to God. There are just a, a few details that I want to pull out of this story that, that I want to point to because I believe they point to some powerful truths uh, for you and me today and for our church. The first one is this number, point number one the situation was hopeless, right? Uh, As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a a handful of of flour in a jar, a little olive oil in the jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son so that we might eat it and die. This woman and her son were literally about to eat their last supper. They had exhausted all of their resources. They were at the end of their line and yet the powerful truth that this part of the story points to, I believe, is that sometimes uh, getting to the end of ourselves is the beginning of faith and trust in God. That's the second point tonight, today. Point number two, the woman was fearless. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you've said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. Then make some for yourself and for your son. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The jar of flour won't be used up. The jug of oil won't run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah told her so so elijah said go and go and do this and then you will see that God's going to provide but she had to be obedient to God's word first right she trusted in the promise proclaimed by the prophet it, it's interesting I think that that she had to go and do that uh, and and it doesn't and then even after that the Lord doesn't just magically make uh, all this appear right she doesn't rain down manna from heaven like in the old testament but but in a similar way like Like God's people in the desert, faithfulness for them would would require this daily participation in the miracle that God was performing in their midst. The truth that this part of the story points to, I believe, is that faith always requires a response. Uh, This woman had to step out in faith and obedience daily to experience the fruit of God's provision. And, and And that brings me to the third and final one today. The situation was hopeless, the woman was fearless. Point number three, the Lord was generous. We've been talking about we're generous, we wanna be generous because God is generous. This is a story of of the generosity of God. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and for her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. I think this, the way this part of the story ends is that the Lord is true to, to his word and something miraculous happens. God provides for the woman and her son. They're blessed abundantly by God through Elijah and then they become a blessing from God to Elijah. I, I wanna invite you this week to go back to, to 1 Kings chapter 17 and read the rest of the story. I put it in the daily scripture readings for those of y'all that like to do that. But, um, but just a little spoiler alert, here's what happens. Uh, Later on, after all that God had done, after this miracle, uh, something else happens. something tragic happens, this woman's son dies. And and the woman cries out to Elijah, and Elijah cries out to God, and and God, through the prophet Elijah, raises the boy from the dead. And so again, it's this example of God providing in a powerful way in, in the most dire and desperate circumstances. And the powerful truth that we learn through the woman and through Elijah is that God alone has the power even to raise the dead. Now, what does that point us to? The story ends with the widow proclaiming, now I know that you are a man of God, that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. I wanted to share this story with you today on this celebration Sunday. Because this story, I believe, is such a powerful example of God's abundance. In the midst of scarcity, even in the midst of death, new life can come from God. In the midst of desperate and difficult circumstances. I believe that this is a word for you and me today. I think about, I think about our church, our fellowship family, and the stories that I've heard from, from years past and, and stories that we've experienced together over these past few years. And, and there's a similar theme that, that I wanna celebrate today with you. We've been through seasons of, of drought and desperation. We've been in situations where we were in need, where, where the, the, uh, the jug of, of uh, olive oil was getting low and the, and the, the bag of flour was in a place, we were in places of, of desperation. But, but what I've heard over and over again through every season of life and ministry here at the church is that God has always provided, and God's people, you, have always persevered. It's a great testimony to the faithfulness and generosity of God, and the faithfulness and generosity of God's people. So I wanna celebrate that today. I wanna celebrate in the ways that we have already been sharing life together in Christ. And I wanna celebrate what's, what's yet to come, the ways that we'll continue to celebrate sharing life together in Christ. You know, I love to say it, and I'm gonna say it again, the powerful thing about the stories in the Bible, it's not just that they happened, it's that they happen all the time. You've seen it, and I pray that we will continue to see it over and over again. It happens every time that even in the most dire and desperate of circumstances, People take God at his word. They choose to trust him and entrust to him all that they are and all that they have. That's when God does extraordinary things through ordinary people like you and me. God can take impossible situations and use them as opportunities to remind all of us that with God, all things are possible. And ultimately, all those stories, their story and our story, it points us to that place in the Bible, uh, to the person who, who took a few loaves of bread and, and miraculously fed the multitudes. It points to the person who, who those who trusted in him and entrusted their lives to him and followed them and, and laid down everything to follow him. God was able to do impossible, amazing, miraculous things in and through them. It points us to the place where God would perform the ultimate miracle of raising Jesus from the dead. And through his life, God was able to bring all of humanity back to life. Friends, that's the good news of God's grace that this story and every story and our story points to over and over again as we step out in faith and as we entrust and trust everything to God. So I wanna leave you this morning uh, with this phrase from God's word. It's, It's one of the most quoted phrases in the Bible, not only by God's people, but by God himself. It's the phrase that Elijah said to the woman in the story. Do you remember how it starts? Don't be afraid. Did you know that that phrase shows up 365 times in the Bible? I don't think that's a coincidence because I think we need to be reminded every single day of this powerful truth and declaration of faith. Don't be afraid. It doesn't mean that there aren't scary things going on around us or maybe even within us, right? It, does, it just means as followers of Christ and as the church, that's not who we are. It says don't be afraid. Whatever the circumstances, whatever uh, happens in our lives and in our life together, we are not defined by fear of the past or the present or the future but we have faith in the God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever, amen? And and when we cultivate this mentality, when we we create this culture where we is greater than me, where we step out in faith and we have generous courage as we seek to live lives of whole life generosity, as we practice sharing life together in Christ, who knows what blessing is just around the corner? Who knows what what revival is about to break out? Who knows how God's kingdom might break through right here, right now, in our midst as we trust God and as we entrust to God all that we are and all that we have? I wanna close with these words from, from another prophet, the prophet Habakkuk. It's a reminder to us that, that even when things aren't ideal, God is faithful and God will provide everything that we need. This is the foundation of our celebration. What God has done and what God is doing, what God promises to do, even though we can't see it, we believe it. So listen to this passage of scripture. Habakkuk 3:17 through 19, the prophet says this. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on heights. May it be so in our lives and in our life together in Christ. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. Hey, let's pray together as the band comes back up. uh, God, we just are so grateful for your presence and provision and power in our lives and in our life together. We have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to celebrate. God, we know that that in people's lives and in our life together, things aren't always easy. Things aren't always clear. Things are, are difficult. You said in this world we'll have trouble, but to take heart to not fear because you're with us, because you have overcome the world, that you have conquered sin and death for us once and for all. And so we can give thanks in every situation, knowing that you're with us and for us and working in and through us and, and sometimes in spite of us, for our good and for your glory, which is our greatest good. So God, I thank you for this family of faith, for this fellowship, for the ways that you have been faithful to us and the ways that you have called us to be faithful to one another and to you and to those around us. Lord, I pray that you would continue to pour out blessing on on the folks that are here so that we might be a blessing to others. Help us to always remember, Lord, that that you began a good work in us and that you will carry it out to completion. Not, Not in our strength or in our power, but in your strength and in your power. Lord, we give thanks to you today. We offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as living sacrifices to you, holy and pleasing, God. We wanna do your will. We wanna be your people. We want your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, help us to go from this place today to not fear, to be generously courageous in your name and for your sake. God, we love you. We thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, as, as our, we sing our last song today, I just wanna invite you. The altars are gonna be open if you'd like to come and, and pray. Uh, if you want somebody to pray with you, I would love to pray with you. Just let me know and I'll come pray with you. If you just wanna pray by yourselves or with someone else today, you can do that. If you wanna pray at your seats, that's, that's totally fine. I just always like to encourage you with just these last few minutes that we have this morning in the service, just to respond to whatever God's putting on your heart today. If you have any questions about a relationship with Christ or a relationship with this church, I'd love to answer those right now or anytime. Uh, But I want to invite you to stand. And uh, as we worship together, let's respond to what God is speaking to our hearts right now.